Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk cancer, cannabis, and fitness with Bud Trader CEO, Brad McLaughlin. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. Welcome Fit Clubbers, we are back. Oh, nice choice. I dig it. Uh, we got in the studio Mr. Brad McLaughlin, CEO of Bud Trader. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, I absolutely appreciate you being here. Again, guys, I'm your host, Shaka Smith, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host. What's up, guys? My name is TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. And where can they find you on uh, social media? Uh, at realbudtrader.com or at realbudtrader for uh, Instagram and then budtrader.com for our site. Nice, nice. So, yeah, we got to talk about that and how that came about. Um, but we've got a couple of stories kind of tied to what's going on, and I guess you'll give your take on it, and we'll, uh, we'll get into it. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, okay, well, yeah, the first story is about um, junk food. No surprise here, junk food is tied <laughs> to higher cancer. Really? Uh, yeah, it's like, what? Um, but what, what surprised me about this is how they came about the conclusion is that they use the Nutri-Score which is the score that, um, and we'll kind of have the, the chart up on the screen soon if you guys are watching YouTube, but uh, for those in the podcast, uh, the score is a color and a letter, um, denoting low nutrition um, all the way to high nutrition, with A being nutritionally sound stuff and E being really nutritionally void stuff. And they found, at looking at almost half a million people in 10 European countries, that it was significantly higher um, for those, cancer was significantly higher for those that were in the lower group, and also the cancer de- and the people that died from cancer as well. And I'm wondering, why don't we have a system like this in the U.S.? And I'm thinking, you know, about our food, but I'm thinking marijuana is this sort of new, um, I-, I guess this sort of new, completely new industry that's opening up. Should we, would there be a benefit to having something like that in that industry as well? There would, and there sort of is, like, now. So um, some of the new rules that came out here in California in 2018, January 2018, was that all products have to be lab-tested. There's redundancies. There's, you know, you know, multiple tests that take place sometimes. And uh, it's to make sure that the safest product is put out there on the market, like, for the public. So, like, you know, one of the things I feel that the state of California did do right was they've taken a lot of steps to make sure that products don't contain pesticides or chemicals or whatever, you know, and... Um, you know, they used to say, oh, this strain is good for this or this, you know, whatever brand is good for that. And I kind of wasn't so sure, but they've gotten so good now where they do have specific strains or specific products for specific ailments and, and people are getting real benefit out of it. So it's like they've, the, the industry has come a long way and like the science, you know, behind what we're trying to do is, is it's, it's compelling. I mean, it's getting a lot better. I mean, they've, they've really got it down to a science now. So I'm excited for the future of the cannabis industry as it as it pertains to, you know, the health benefits for the average user. Yeah, I, li- I like the simplicity of this Nutri-Score. I wish they did that with their food our food here. Oh, well, that's not even... It just seems like, I guess, maybe they're just somehow de-incentivized to want to let us know exactly what we're eating. But, like, one of the things here that I hate is that everything says organic now, and it's like, yeah. I, I feel like it's lost the specialness of the word. You yeah. Know, it's like when there's, like, organic McDonald's and, you know, it's like, just a, you know, I don't, I feel like I can't trust half the stuff on the labels, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah for sure. I, I think, too, anytime you have a, a label that has more than a couple of things on it and there's words you can't pronounce, there's always an issue with that. And then people think, okay, it's organic or, you know, it doesn't have sugar, but it has this in it. It's just a, another trap. And that's why we as individuals have to kind of be diligent and, you know, taking care of what we put in our body. And also with the system with um, 
the marijuana, I think it also helps people who think that marijuana on a whole is bad. Mm-hmm. See that it's more than just you know the kid on the corner, the, the stereotype of the kid on the corner who smokes it. It has a ridiculous amount of benefits, and it's you know grown the right way. It's you know part of nature. So yeah, I mean, reefer madness happened. Uh, you know, uh, just say no. I mean, and uh, it just we we were lied to. Like yeah. we were all lied to for the better part of whatever, almost a hundred years about this plant. You know, and it's a there's people that have real problems, you know, and they're seeing real benefits to using this, you know, this magical plant. And it's just, it's the biggest slander PR, you know, negative PR campaign in the history of the world. I mean, as far as I can tell, yeah. or in my opinion, and it's just, I think like through education, I mean, people are starting to kind of, you know, okay, you know, it seems like there's a lot of momentum on our side. People are starting to come around, but it's just, it's unfortunate that we do, you know, the cannabis community like we're still kind of fighting that fight of like hey listen you know there's some education going on here like you need to learn or know that this product can help you know like when it's consumed responsibly by adults you yeah. know and in that same vein um another story came out that you know cancer is going to kill about 10 million people this year um looks like it's rapidly growing 18 18.1 million new cases 9.8 million people have already died and that's in 2018 alone uh, and it's just on the rise. And, and part of it is that we're getting better with other diseases. Um, you know, stroke of incidence of stroke and heart, um, heart disease are down. And, and that we have an aging and growing population right now as well. And so we're having more incidence of cancer. And it seems like there are studies to show that maybe marijuana may have some effect in different forms or the other um, on, on it. What do you, what's going on in the industry now to kind of like vet these studies or like take a look at the long-term viability of it for... Um, for that sort of treatment? Well, I mean, there there have been studies done that, you know, uh, CBD oil, THC oil can, you know, uh, stop the growth of cancer cells, uh, you know, in some cases, or there's arguments that it can even shrink, you know, shrink cancer cells. And, uh, you know, to me, that's a good thing. I mean, if, uh, if we can keep people from dying from cancer, I mean, uh, you know, cancer is one of those things where I wish it would go away. You know, yeah. I wish we could figure out a way to get rid of it because it's just a horrible disease and, you know, if this plant can help, then let's let it help, you know? And, I mean, there are cases and there are studies that, that there's benefits to, you know, people, you know, whether it's trying to shrink cancer cells or when they're going through chemo to have an appetite because, they, you know, they lose so much weight, they can't eat. I mean, there's, you know, hopefully we can do more to help more people, you yeah. know? I know I want to. You now, know, I know that the cannabis community wants to, too. Do you think it's more of there is help and people and doctors know that, you know, uh, cannabis can help and they don't want to because of, you know, the, um, it's better off to have people sick because, you know, there's more medication. Well, the pharmaceutical industry, right. there, there's that. Do you think there is that conspiracy theory that, you know, people do want more people sick or do you think it's um, people are playing the safe side of things and they want, they're not so sure about cannabis and they're doing the studies? I think part of it's that, um, you know, I, there, there was a New England Journal of Medicine poll amongst uh, you know doctors here in the United States and I mean a majority of them feel comfortable recommending cannabis but they you know they've also said that you know mm-hmm. they would like to learn more about it so there's yeah. got to be some continued education for doctors so that if they're recommending cannabis they're not just kind of hey you need cannabis I mean there's more to it than that you know and there's different strains and different products for different ailments so I mean there there, there needs to be a continued education process with doctors but at least they're open-minded enough where it's like they took an oath to do no harm. So if this yeah. plant can help, I want it to help. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, I wish Roger Goodell would take that same, 
you know, oh, to do no harm because I feel like, you know, there's sports athletes and, and professional athletes that are under a ton of pressure that, you know, they got a choice between painkillers or Vicodin or whatever. Or they mm-hmm. can take, yeah. you know, use cannabis or CBD oil. I mean, it's just I hope that, you know, people catch up. Um, and CBD is, and we, we don't talk about it, we haven't talked about it yet, but CBD is the non-psychoactive form um, of marijuana that people have found extremely helpful. And that's what we're also talking about here, not just talking about THC. No, yeah, sure. And, and you know, I'm glad you brought that up because, so, you know, there's the two main components, you know, essentially in cannabis, it's like THC and CBD. And, like, you know, the cannabis industry has figured out how to kind of take the CBD part out so that uh, the non-psychoactive part, people don't get high, but they can still have the benefits from pain relief or inflammation relief or, you know, whatever. I mean, I use a, a hemp-based uh, protein powder from Trader Joe's. I mean, <laughs> I'm into this stuff. Like, yeah. I, I put the hemp seeds in my uh, protein shake in the morning, too. I, the, our business cards at the office are made out of hemp paper. You know, <laughs> like, this shirt's a hemp cotton, whatever, blend. You know, so it's like... <laughs> You're living it. There's, so there's more to, like, just cannabis than it's like, well, let's, you know, so let's smoke up. I mean, you know, that's just... That was to make movies. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a stereotype. And, I mean... This plan could save the world if, uh, you know, we could just get people on board with it, I think, you know? Yeah. Do you think that's kind of ha- um, happening now with a lot of states making it legal um, where, you know, not only do you have... In you Canada, know, right? Yeah, well, in Canada, it's, it's, it's a huge thing. But it's like, do you, do you think that's kind of we're on our way to that, where a lot of states are kind of, now it's legal, now the perception of it is changing slightly? I'm the most optimistic I've ever been. Like, I've been in this business... You know, officially for three years and unofficially, you know, when I was a kid, selling a bag of weed forever, you know. So, I mean, you know. Um, but since I've been involved in this industry for the last three years, three or four years, I've never been more optimistic. I mean, uh, you know, we have an administration without picking a side that seems to indicate that they're not overly concerned with cannabis. The, the president's indicated that uh, if, a, you know, there's a bill making its way through Congress for, you know, uh, medical cannabis and something for our veterans so that they could have safe access to cannabis and he's indicated if it's a good bill he, he'd be willing to sign it you know so there we have momentum on our side you know there's 30 states plus washington dc that have some form of legal cannabis and you know there's states coming on board you know like texas uh shout out to texas i was just doing cannafest there big party hundred thousand people <laughs> oh, wow. hundred thousand people in the cannabis community out there you know trying to just have a good time but also you know create awareness for, you know, the fact that they still don't have safe access to cannabis. But, I mean, people that have seizures or, like, have some, you know, serious issues can access it, but only in, like, those, like, rare cases. But, I mean, you know, just when in November 2016, when all those states came online for us that now had some form of legal cannabis, I mean, you saw it, like, Mexico has uh, medical cannabis now, you know, and they're pushing for recreational cannabis. Um, uh, you know, other countries, you know, cannabis started coming online and there's some form of legal cannabis. So we have momentum on our side. It seems like the the conversations change or it seems like the thought surrounding cannabis has changed and, and it's exciting. And I think that in a short amount of time, I mean, I'd say in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months, we'll probably see some sort of change as it pertains to cannabis at the federal level, yeah. which will open it up to... You know, we'll probably see every state, you know, have some form of legal cannabis. And get more research and more testing. Research and, and, you know, maybe some, you know, convictions overturned for, you know, a guy growing a plant in his closet and he's doing, you know, time in jail or prison or whatever, you know. So it's, 
I think there's hope, and I'm very optimistic, and I'm excited, you know, for the future for cannabis. Yeah, but uh, but the downside, of course, <laughs> of our next story is that there has been an increased usage amongst children, um, and so they're saying 11.1 percent students have vaped cannabis, um, which includes 8.9 percent of middle school and high school students, um, and that break that broke down to 12.4 high school students and 4.5 percent of middle school students, and this was a survey of like 20,000 kids, so that's pretty significant. What what does the cannabis industry say about what age people should be using cannabis and how are they addressing, I guess, really the, the peril of vaping? Because vaping is really kind of what's bringing it, making it more acceptable, acceptable mm-hmm. and accessible and acceptable. Um, what, what is, what's the cannabis community take on that? So here in California, you got to be 21 years old to purchase cannabis. Uh, I think in Canada, it's only 19. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember on, we have budtrader.ca for Canada and we had said like you have to be 21 or older in our terms and conditions and all the youngsters up in Canada are like oh come on bro it's only 19 what are you trying to add two years bro sorry so but I mean I don't think anybody under the age of 21 should be consuming cannabis unless they have some a doctor on board they've got very serious issues like they're having seizures or or whatever where it the the benefit outweighs whatever potential harm there could be there's arguments that people should wait till they're 25 years old to mm. start consuming cannabis because when you smoke and you're by the age of 25 is when your brain your body is supposed to be completely developed so by smoking or consuming cannabis whatever edible smoking it, it does something to the brain it does something to your receptors you know that uh, rewires them or whatever so it's like until there's more information or research i mean if you can hold off and wait till you're 25 i mean i would encourage it and then there's i've read some of the studies and there's some kind of truth to like hey let's wait for your brain to yeah. stop growing or <laughs> stop developing and, yeah. yeah and then and then we can start doing some stuff with it but i don't think anybody in the campus community is like oh we got to get them when they're young or anything like yeah. that it's like we don't want those cover kind of problems we don't need those kind of problems like kids can't go into a dispensary they can't you know order it from a delivery service but i mean when i was a kid we stole alcohol from my parents you know it's yeah. like it's a problem you know right. i mean it's it you could do everything in your power to keep kids from getting cannabis and they could find it yeah. they can take it they, if their parents are patients or their friends parents or their someone they'll swipe it i mean I, we we stole i was a I was raised Catholic. I used, we were altar boys. We'd steal the wine at church. I mean, like I'm probably going to hell for that. You know? No, so it's like, not you know, the but wine. It, it's like one of those things where like kids do stuff, and it's yeah. like n- not one person in our industry is like, yeah, we'd really like to just get weed to kids because you don't, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's just it's there's no. It's just a weird argument. Like yeah. we want to prevent it as much as any parent, any teacher group, any church group. Like we don't want kids to. have access to cannabis I mean they need to wait till they're adults like there's real reasons we're not just trying to be stuffy adults like there are real medical reasons why we want you to wait till you're 21 or in some cases 25 if you can wait you know yeah I think I think it speaks to a bigger issue too because you know you're taking the arts out of school programs um, gym classes out of school programs so now these kids have nothing else to stimulate other parts of their body other than oh you have to sit here and study and that's not what kids are meant to they're supposed to study but not you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. other things to stimulate their mind. So if you don't have those avenues in school, then you might go to something else that is there. Because I, I know people who did smoke, but they didn't smoke 
how as religiously as some of the kids are today. Like, it's a daily yeah. thing. Like, I know kids who smoke, like, once in a while, and, you know, they went off and they did other things. Either they were studying and they were athletes, they were this or that. Now there's there's less of those kids doing the arts and all this other stuff. Now there's a more opening for them to do that. So that speaks to a bigger issue as far as what's happening in high schools and stuff like that. And also letting people know the reasons why versus just saying you can't do that. Yeah, uh, yeah like, well, yeah, so I agree with you on that. Like, we need to educate kids and teenagers on, like, listen, if you smoke too soon, cut, rewire your brain or whatever, like, you need to really think about it before you do it. But part of the problem is, too, is, like, kids are growing up a lot faster now than mm-hmm. when we were yeah. kids, you know? Like, we didn't have the internet when I was a kid until I think I got into high school. And then it was, like, America Online where you had to pay by the hour, you know? <laughs> and, and it's, like, dial-ups. You're sitting there, like, waiting forever. And then you're like, this sucks. It takes too long. It's like... Every kid has a smartphone now. Every kid has access to the internet. But with that, they have social media too. Like, they're under more stress than probably we were. You know, like, these kids, they're growing up faster. So it's like, how do you deal with some of the issues they're dealing with? Like, they have access to all the information in the world. Like, they can order anything they want online. Like, we had to be so resourceful and creative when we were younger because, like, we had encyclopedias. That's where we got our info. (laughs) We didn't have it, you know? So it's like, part of it's like i don't i I feel bad for these kids because like i don't have the answer yeah they're growing up so much faster and they have all this technology and access to information but it's like they they maybe i don't want to say they're not mature enough to handle it but it's like it's got to be stressful to be a kid or a teenager like nowadays like worse than when we were growing up so it's like i can i get why they would want to smoke weed Mm -hmm. i get why on a friday night or something they'd go to like a house party or whatever the 50 yard line at their high school like where we used to drink yeah. drink a beer you know because it's like this high school is probably stressful for these guys like being a teenager is probably way more stressful than when my parents were teenagers you and know i think i think if we got more federal dollars if they moved it from like different schedule to to be able to research it and you could quantify well this is exactly what will happen to your brain or this is exactly why you shouldn't do it then they that would resonate but because there's not enough studies or enough money being able to be thrown at these studies to conduct them then, you know, it's sort of this sort of nebulous, well, we know it does something to the brain, it's not good for you, hold off, but we don't have the concrete answers for them, you know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, I think that not only, like, the amount of research that could be done once it's rescheduled and, yeah. and people can really start, people smarter than me and, you know, smarter than most people can be like, okay, let's really dig in and find out what's going on. Let's really find all the applications for this, but not just for cannabis, but for CBD, for hemp, industrial hemp. I mean, like, with industrial hemp, we could save the world, you know, but it's just like, it's, it's, it's just time. We need more time. We need the laws to catch up with us. And, and then we need to start researching all the applications. I mean, there's a book, you can get it on Amazon. I didn't write it. I wish I did, but it's like 50,000 uses for industrial hemp. Yeah. Like there's 50,000 different things we could do for it. It's like a food source. You can, you can, there's hemp concrete, there's hemp bricks. You can build houses with it you can feed people with it like you can clothe them with it mm-hmm. like we could save the world with it and like, you even sponsored your own study this a study with the nfl to 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 kind of combat what's going on there with the opiate use opiate use and so you know in, in our other story about fitness and infl- was about inflammation and how it can greatly reduce inflammation cbd has been shown to help and people are now kind of incorporating that into their recovery workout routine mm-hmm. and your study sampled nfl um players current and um retired and it showed that a lot of them had used marijuana, but they'd also wish it had been available to them as a substitute. Sure. No, absolutely. So it, it definitely wasn't a study with the NFL. Like, it wasn't in conjunction with them. I mean, we presented our findings to the NFL Players Association, um, some of their reps. And the way that we came up with the idea for the survey was 
you know, we're, you know, we have BudTrader, you know, with this cannabis platform and, you know, we do events and, and for whatever reason, you know, former professional athletes, like they think it's cool what we're trying to do, you know, and um, they think our platform's cool. So as we'd meet some of these, you know, current and former professional athletes, they'd be like, you know, there's these, these problems, you know, there's these problems in the NFL when it comes to um, abusing painkillers, you know, and it's like, you've got these world-class athletes, you know, these young guys, you know, in their early twenties that are under all this stress, they're under all this pressure, you know, and it's like, but they can't do anything to combat it except for, you know, well, here's prescription narcotics, you know, opiates that are addictive and harmful, you know, and it's like, but you can't drink and you shouldn't be going out and you shouldn't be partying and you shouldn't be smoking weed because if you smoke weed, we're going to spend you for the year, you know, and it's like, well, geez, you know, like take the painkillers kids, but don't smoke weed and don't drink. And it's to to me, that doesn't make sense. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like if, if, if the NFL or you know, whatever, professional sports cared about the athletes, they, if they said, hey, we need to eat dog food. Like, dog food will make us better. It'll make us healthier. It'll protect us. Like, they should be like, okay, eat dog food. Yeah. You know, and it's like just the the thought behind that, you know, why cannabis is, you know, illegal, you know, or you can't be using it in, in professional sports. I mean, it's weird to me because, like, if you're in a state that isn't a prohibition state, like, let's say you play for the Rams or the Chargers. Like, well, so you live in California. So under California law, you should be able to consume cannabis. But it's like, well, no, under NFL law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're telling me the NFL law trumps, like, <laughs> ca- not, well, it's like an employment contract. Yeah. 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 And it's like, well, I but, mean, but you're still getting tested as, as an employee, just a regular person. There's yeah. certain companies that you get tested and you can't, you're not supposed to be having, they'll do hair tests and stuff like that. As a journalist, as a reporter for certain companies, up until maybe three years ago, I don't know about right now, they would take hair samples before you would get employed. So um, I definitely agree there's an issue with that because if you, whatever you do on your off time, if it's not affecting your job, it shouldn't really matter, especially being an athlete where if it's going to help you and benefit you to become a better athlete, like, you know, like I tore both my hamstrings and I was taking 800 milligrams um, at least three, four times a day as far as just to combat the pain. So it's just kind of like if there was something that was better that didn't destroy your intestines and your, yeah. your, your insides, that would make more sense. But on the flip side, as athletes, especially with the NFL, they're replaceable. There's yeah. for every for every player that gets injured, hurt. There's there's one more coming up. There's one more coming up from university. There's scouting. So you know, I, I think they're behind the curve with that. I think eventually it's going to change, but. Especially with the um, concussion thing, if yeah. they allow the athletes to, to, to take the marijuana, and now the athletes get in trouble in conjunction in conjunction with you know marijuana and drugs or whatever. Now they feel like they're going to have the burden with that. So I think that's a kind of a double edged sword. Who knows if it even helps concussion? You know, <laughs> who knows? Right. Yeah. So well, there's just so many things happening with the NFL that they're you know, and then we have the kneeling thing too. So. Like one of the things just uh, about that survey we did with like former you know professional football players, current professional football players. You know, it's a hundred percent anonymous. But you know, we, when we started meeting these guys, we we're like, "Can you take this kind of quiz or this test or whatever?" And we kind of came up with some of the questions, like with some of the guys that brought it to our attention that there's this big, there's this real problem. You know, like um, uh, Marvin Washington, former NFL, you know, Super Bowl champion, he's a big, you know, cannabis CBD advocate now. You know, shout out to the great Marvin Washington. You know, he's a friend and mentor of mine. Uh, you know, some of the questions are like, very use painkillers for something other than what it was prescribed and like everybody said yes so it's like for sleeping for stress for whatever you know mm-hmm. and it's like okay and there was another question like did you ever get your painkillers from someone other than like a doctor or a team doctor like the word we used in the survey was like private party yeah. or like from someone other than a doctor so like 
it's essentially like a street pharmacist or a dealer or someone else besides a medical doctor brought them their Vicodin or whatever they need to use, or Percocets, Percodin, Oxys, Roxys, whatever, mm. you know? And it's like these young guys, like, aren't getting the pills from the team doctor. Yeah. Why, dude? Why are they going out into the community like, um, hey, I need, like, Vicodin. Because so they're getting addicted on. to it. Mm-hmm. Well, not just that. Yeah. It's, it could be because they, they, they need more or because, yeah, yeah, they're addicted to it or the pain's getting more so they need more or, or maybe they're using it to combat stress or anxiety or whatever but it's just like i don't want that to happen you yeah. know like i'm a big football fan you know it's like one of these guys that's my heroes like he has to go out and score painkillers like yeah. to to function yeah. that breaks my heart like this is not it's, these are real problems you know and it's like for roger goodell or whoever just put their head in the sand like well you know my doctors say that <laughs> it's all bs like well dude no you're yeah. full of bs dude and so are your doctors. If they really say that there's no benefit, you know? Yeah, I think hopefully, hopefully, I guess, at least when it comes to the NFL in particular, I think maybe that culture hopefully will change sooner than sooner than later. They're behind the curve with a lot of things. In my opinion, like, the NBA will will declassify it or, or allow it before, like, the NFL will. Yeah. I think yeah. Goodell is just like, he's digging in. Like, nah, man, yeah. you guys ain't getting this. Yeah. Like, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the, you know, the NBA, he's indicated, like, he's not really... Like Doesn't that concern about it. I feel like baseball too, like you know, or like hockey. I just yeah. I feel like those kind of sports, like they don't care as much. Like for some reason, like the NFL, they call it the no fun league. You but know? You, it's like, I think because they kind of view themselves as like America's sport, you know, so sort of that they feel the importance of kind of embodying um, American sports in total. And but so I think that might be yeah, why the fines there's too, that, that feeling. They're, yeah. they're, they're making so much money on those fines, too. But that, yeah, that shouldn't preclude them from right. know, leading and, the way on well, something. Well, it's... The NFL's behind on everything. Yeah, the, the for... They're definitely... The other the other um, organizations you said are definitely going to allow yeah. it more than before the NFL does. But um, one thing you guys are a little bit ahead on, at Bud Trader, I saw you guys actually decide to hold a yoga, a yoga fitness class. What was yeah. the inspiration behind that? And sort of how have you guys melded that um, and kind of reached out to that sort of community um, that is more health-based um, users of CBD and THC? So I, I think it's because, you know, part of the stereotype that we we're trying to overcome, you know, in the last couple of years was like the couch potato, like stoner, like mentality, Munchies you know. And, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, everybody that smokes weed just plays video games all day and they're not motivated and they, you know, they don't exercise, they don't care about themselves. Well, no, that's not true either, you know. It's like, there's people that are in like phenomenal shape that use cannabis. They use mm-hmm. CBD. Like, there's people that run companies. You know, your lawyer, your doctor, your accountant. Like, if you ever go into a dispensary in California, like, sit there and watch the people that come in. It's not. It's not college kids because the dispensaries are expensive. Because mm-hmm. you know the state gets their cut, the county gets their cut, the city gets their cut. There's all these taxes that have to be paid. Like, it's kind of expensive to shop at a dispensary, right? The average person you see in a dispensary is like 35, 55 year old male, professional. You know dress professionally i mean these are the guys that are really kind of like stressed out but have some dough to be able to go in and like buy from a dispensary you know so it's like i don't you know maybe that's what needs to be shown because i remember my shock was when uh, i was training a lady and she's i think she's like a big time marketing lady and she was like oh yeah on the weekend we go and smoke weed and i'm like what (laughs) and so i think that maybe um for the folks who are nowhere near it and they just see the stereotypes to showcase the fact that you have business people you have people like i don't know chelsea handler is probably the the best indication because she can rub people the wrong way but you have different people and different elements smoking marijuana not to do you know i just want to get the munchies so I, i think it's definitely maybe there should be a campaign kind of showing that opposed to 
and all the other yeah. stuff. The, like, what's one thing I think is cool is like, so the reason I'm so passionate about cannabis is like, you know, I have issues, whatever, you know, like anxiety, stress, you know, OCD, whatever. And, you know, there was a point in my life where it was like, well, you know, I trusted all these doctors and these specialists and these experts, and I took all these medications and stuff that probably did more harm than good. But it was like, you know, I started to experiment with cannabis, and I started to experiment with, you know, high levels of CBD, lower levels of THC, microdosing, things like that, where I, I could manage anxiety or stress or OCD or whatever. And it was like, I found more benefits from cannabis than I did from all these pharmaceutical drugs. And I was like, it kind of opened my eyes to like, well, I've been, I've been lied to this whole time about cannabis. Like, what else are these guys lying about? You know, like they're saying these pills are good, but the plant from the ground is bad. Yeah. I, you know, now that I've taken the Pepsi challenge and I've tried both, like they're wrong, you know. But it, what's kind of interesting is like, so my godfather had to get his knee replaced. And his doctor told him like, I don't want you to take the pills. I think you should think about cannabis like for the recovery. Oh, wow. Which was like interesting and you know, he's he's just a normal guy, and you know, he's a civilian, whatever, so he's not in the industry, so he's like, what do I do? Where do I get it? Yeah. Do I get it from you? And I'm like, well, no, you get it. You can go on the site, and it tells you where all the deals are, and there's a bunch of different sections, and he's just like, but I took him to his first dispensary, and he was, like, nervous, him, uh-huh. and, his, him and his wife, like, we went in, and I was like, there's nothing to be nervous about. It looks like a Whole Foods or, like, an yeah. Apple store. It's yeah. all bright, and yeah. someone, like, tells you everything you need to know, and they're all patient, and they answer all your questions. Like, it's to me, I think it's fun going to the dispensary. It's like a kid in a candy store, you know? <laughs> but it's, like, it's interesting that at least, like, that's happening, yeah. you know? It's, like, so that's I feel available. like we're making some progress because it's, like, hey, I don't want to give you no. painkillers for your knee replacement, but I do want you to, like, call your godson who's kind of, wacky or whatever and have them take you to the dispensary for the first time so yeah. I feel like we're making progress there's so many options too it yeah. it's not just the smoking stuff that everybody thinks about the gummy bears and the the brownies and the lolly don't have the, lolly- the lollipop in one sitting oh, so you, seem, you seem well versed <laughs> no I just had the lollipop and it was a. It was, it, it, you need to go with somebody who knows there or go to, go to a dispensary that can break it down well, they're, not, they're, they're very knowledgeable because again I had very bad experience with lollipop they're just I, I think it's cool too because like so you know you have your bud tender at the, the dispensaries now right yeah. so it's kind of like your bartender at a bar but it's like it's more than that because like you know, I go to, you know, a handful of dispensaries, but I always, like, kind of know, like, the bud tender there, and, like, they kind of know what my problems are, and, you know, so it's like you build somewhat of a rapport, and you can kind of tell them, like, they'll, and if if it's your first time, they'll be like, hey, what's going on with you? Like, they talk to you, they ask yeah. you questions, and it's like, you know. Like a friendly pharmacist. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, friend, <laughs> a friendly pharmacist, and they'll be like, you know, hey, I think you should try this, or I think this is working, we should stay with this, and it's like, it's, it's neat, yeah. you know, and I think it's only going to get better. I mean, whatever 2015 2016 like you know maybe the bud in my experience the bud tenders weren't as good but i feel like they're getting so good now mm-hmm. you know and it's like god bless them for taking the time to kind of educate people and and you know like you said like when they go in there there's so many different products like walk them through everything you know and you know that's one of the exciting things too is like there's so many cool products that are coming out yeah well i mean we'll we'll see what it looks like on the horizon but um before we go we do have to give you our fit club five all so right. these are going to be our five rapid-fire questions so the viewers get to know you and just hear your answers. Cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. Okay, let's see, see here. I feel like we need to have music. We'll do that next time. All right, so Fit Cub 5, last person you text. Uh, you guys, because I was stuck in traffic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Dream dinner guest. <sighs> Elon Musk. Oh, that, especially since he... Okay. Elon. Uh, my boy and then Elon. Um, favorite junk food. Man, I'm on like a 
goldfish, like crack, you know, like the, the little like goldfish or like a cheese it's too. Forgot yeah. about those. Like the little, yeah. if it's orange and it's got like salt on it, I'm yeah. into yeah. it. I'm vegan and I haven't had those in a while. One ninety nine at Ralph's. They yeah, gotta have some vegan cheese it's somewhere. They do. I gotta, yeah, okay. I feel like a kid too. I'm like, oh, I need my cheese it's. <laughs> I get them in the little bags, so and it feels oh, like when are, you're a kid, like those the are lunch. So good. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? I like nachos, man. Like nachos. I got, I got a nacho like whole. I got a whole recipe. Right. So like you know, you gotta like get the shredded cheese, but then you want to get you gotta get like refried beans or pinto beans in there, and then some chicken on there, a too? little chicken or yeah. some steak or maybe both. If it's my yeah, last meal, yeah, I yeah, might just meal. I might just ask for the, crab, uh, crab on that. But label. I don't want sour cream. God, no sour cream, but maybe some guacamole. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. You gotta get the guac. I know it's extra. I mean, but I'm cool with that. It's the last I'm, one. I, it doesn't matter. It's not gonna cost you. Yeah, right. I mean, my last meal. <laughs> there you have it. Nice. Um, well, just want to thank you for joining us. This thank you for amazing. having me. I'm so I had a lot of fun. and I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we didn't have Ian McCall on this time, but I, I just I, I love that you're such an advocate with athletes that are um, kind of I guess blazing the trail, no pun intended, um, when it comes to this part of the industry. Um, so it's just good to have that representation. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's interesting. Like, there's a lot of people from the music industry, and there's a lot of current and former professional athletes that seem to be so supportive of like the cannabis industry the cannabis community and like what we're trying to do at Bud Trader and it's you know I don't know why we're so lucky to have that much support but it's just I just I try not to question it you know like when you know pro athletes or you know like we had we did a Comic Con event over the summer like you know the great Chief Keefe was like hey I want to come like I just want to come I want to perform you know as a hey you know I really appreciate it but I, I don't think we can afford you he's like I'm just going to do it I'm yeah. just coming because like I like what you guys are doing I want to support you so it's like it's, I, it's I'm a, not going to argue with the great TP. Yeah. I'm like, absolutely, sir. Yeah, we would love to have you. Yeah. you know? so, it's a movement. <laughs> yeah, so appreciate everybody's uh, support, and we'll just we'll keep pushing. I mean, we'll keep pushing. We'll try to save the world. And I think we save this plant, we save the weed, we're going to save the world. Yeah. Well, on that note, we'll see you guys next week. Again, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Uh, you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. And where can they find you again? Uh, BudTrader.com and at RealBudTrader. See you guys next week. Thank you. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram at BHL Online. I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.